What's up, everyone? This is Brian. And this is Blake. We are from the Not Religious Podcast. Man, and we're so stoked to tell you about our new sponsor that we got for the show, and that is Agape Attire. Finally, Brian. You heard the man, Agape Attire. Yep. And if you go over to agapeattire.com right now and uh, shop their catalog, use our promo code, Not Religious, for 15% off your order. 15 percent. That's right. You can't you can't get it better than that. You cannot beat it at all, Brian. Don't forget, go to agapeattire.com, use the promo code not religious, get your 15%. Dang. everyone back to the not religious podcast i am blake i am brian and i am eric yay (laughs) (laughs) we've got eric with us yes our good friend eric 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 Eric. how do you how do you say your last name my last name is pronounced dorel okay i've been saying it wrong this entire time it's all good i'm so sorry i've been calling you Doral. I think all three of us have a name where that you can like mispronounce it. Absolutely. Like people say yours Doral. What uh-huh. do they call you? Moselli. Moselli. Yeah. And mine is Raper, which is <laughs> always fun in ministry. Raper. Yeah. Pastor Raper. What? I, uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, that's not me at all. I'm no Raper. I'm. That's not me. <laughs> No, but we're in Texas. We're in Texas, man. What hey. part of Texas? Where are we at? What is this? Frisco. Frisco, Texas. Frisco. I still don't know where that's at. Everything is bigger in Texas. Yes. Yeah. A lot bigger. It really is. Like, Blake almost died. Yeah. The, the like, van or bus? What was that? That was, so, a, like, a private bus car? Yeah. Bus car. So, I, don't know, I mean, the front of it looked like a tractor trailer. Yeah. And then, but the... The rest of it was like an extended, luxurious 15-pack van. Right. With seatbelts. So I seat was belts. glad that it had seatbelts because that was the most terrifying bus ride of my entire life. Right. And I was freaked out by the flight. First time here. flying. First time flying. Uh, was nervous the whole entire time. I don't like heights, so knowing I was 30,000 feet in the air was not comforting to me. I don't like pilots. I don't. I just <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. Um, but, you know, like we said earlier, I think... Because of how nervous I was on the plane, the good Lord above sent this crazy bus driver to take us from Haven over to. These people have no idea what Haven is. To one place to another. One place to another. On an interstate in downtown Fort Worth, Texas during rush hour. Right. And going over bridges and flying and. Literally doing 80 miles an hour. Right. It feels like the bus is going to topple over. All that to calm me back down about the flight home tomorrow. God so, has a plan. There's he will he will provide a way. He will send you a crazy bus driver if you need it. The best thing about the crazy bus driver was he had like a kid in play haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but he was old, you know? Like, uh, yeah, so it was like guy. he had like salt and pepper kid in play yeah. haircut. But it wasn't well kept. Yeah. Who was it kid or was it play that had the box cut? Does anyone know that? I don't, I don't think anyone I don't, knows I don't that. Know. I just think when you hear kid and play, you just automatically think of that flat top. That I think big. it's kid. It's kid? I think it's kid. Yeah. He, he showed up in a lot of 
like '90s sitcoms. I remember that. Yes, that yeah made several he, appearances. He was in the Fresh so. Prince. I know that a lot. Yeah, yeah. and there is a commercial, a Radio Shack commercial mm. that he's in. Kid and player in that, but so is Alf. So I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the casting for that went. Anyway, anyway, we're in Texas. We're so off track. We're dancing. Yeah, Eric singing. Eric yeah. singing. Um, he's I'm like rapping. Hype man. Rapping. <laughs> yeah, hype man. Getting everybody pumped up for the Premier Designs Rally. Yeah, 2019. So our wives are uh, involved in this company. It's a cool company. It's a biblically based company. If I mean, it's it's just it's pretty awesome. And what, is, what does she sell? I don't even know. Why wow. we'll do it? We <laughs> We'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> but, um, so what they do is they have a annual convention each year here in Texas. And uh, instead of hiring outside performers, they tap the pool of people mm-hmm. that they have in their company to say, hey, can you sing? Can you dance? Can you juggle? Uh, in Ron's case, can you do backflips? I don't know. Um, yeah, Ron can do a freaking backflip. Can he? Yes. It's amazing. It's crazy. Um, so that's what we do. We come out a week early and we practice and then we go on stage and perform for a few thousand people. There's so much food. Yes. I've never eaten so much in my life. I've had so much bread this week. Yeah. Yes. I've carb load. God. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so we're here with our good friend, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how Lee and I met Eric, was through Premiere, and we've just, man, they have been such good friends of ours, and mm-hmm. uh, he and his wife are just awesome. They're just awesome people. This is We only get to see him one, maybe two times a year, but, man, I freaking enjoy it. It's yeah. so refreshing to be around someone that like brings brings you up instead of... Edify. Yeah, yeah, you Make, do. Making me blush, sir. Oh. <laughs> and that's hard to do for an Asian, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. I turned oh, white. Is that, I turned white as well. <laughs> Ryan, Dang it. took a turn. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Whoops. Anyway, so uh, Eric lives in California. Yes. yes. He and his wife live in California. And am I, I feel like I say California wrong. No. no. California. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't put emphasis on the Ia. California. But you do. You're using every letter that is in that word. Yeah, well, there's every letter almost in the alphabet in that word. Well, you were taught properly how to enunciate all of your... Right, I was. I went to finishing school. <laughs> yeah, I had sure. to. Yeah, so he's from California, he, he and his wife, and we wanted to sit down with Eric. Um, so he's a worship pastor at his church. Yes. He and his wife um, also do a Facebook Live worship uh, set every Friday night at, I would say it's 10 or 11 Eastern. Yes. What, what time it's is 7 it? 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Right. Time. And, like, Friday. there is a crap ton of people who tune in to watch he and his wife mm-hmm. just sit on the couch and just worship God together in their home. I just think it's it's really cool. It's refreshing. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes... Because it's so late over where we are, um, it's almost bedtime yeah. for us. But still, you know, a few times I'll I'll turn it on and just relax. It helps me relax. Yep. So uh, he and his wife do that. Um, they saved my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? 
Yeah, that's that's <laughs> another story. That's, an, that's a whole other story. Whole other episode. But uh, but yeah, we we wanted to sit down and talk with Eric mostly about he lives in a very different place yes. than where we live and a lot of our audience lives. We are in that Bible Belt uh, Southern Christian world, and and they are not. And so we just wanted to kind of go through and talk about some things that are different and some of the contrast and maybe compare and, and see where Jesus actually fits in, you know, because if, you, if you're from the Bible Belt, you think that that is the only way. Mm-hmm. And I would disagree and say that there's other places that have other things. And I think at the end of this, we'll find that. Somewhere in the middle might be where we find Jesus. I like it. Yeah, where we're from, um, it doesn't matter what you believe, you go to church on Sunday. Right. It's instilled in you at a young age, go to church on Sunday. Right. And that's the way that Grandma did it, and that's the way I was raised, so I'm going to raise my kids and not ever really talk to them about the re- the, re- the relationship aspect. Right. Uh, more on just the routine. It's Sunday. We're going to church. Yeah. That type of deal. So you said that's not necessarily the case over there, right? It's not the case really in California. Um, I pulled up some, some stuff in Google and was like looking at the Bible Belt and what you oh, guys yeah. were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really knew that existed because California, as we're more closed-minded to everything else that's around just because we're all so busy. Yeah. Um, at the same time, we were so PC in California where it's like we don't really talk about religion so much mm-hmm. and it's not really the norm. Right. I mean, 50% of people that you come across, you expect them to be Christian. Right. You know, so you just kind of expect that out there. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like an unsaid rule to never talk about it. You just don't talk about it. So. Yeah, it's kind of like asking someone who they voted for. Yeah. It's just... It's, you just it, don't talk about it. You just don't, don't talk. Well, if sure. you're from the South, you vote Republican. Yeah. I'm just you putting that out. I'm, yeah, you, it, yeah. I'm just putting that out there for you. It you, is a... You have to. It is mandatory that you... <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't, if you're a Southern Christian, yeah. And if you didn't, then you are an atheist. If you're a Southern Evangelical Christian, let me sure. let me yeah, put, because yeah. most of the like the Methodist and Lutheran, like the doctors and lawyers, basically yeah. of Southern Christianity, some of those guys are demo, you know democratic okay. and yeah they, they lean towards that side. But if you are straight up Evangelical, blue collar, American Bible Belt. Trump, yeah. 2020. Had to, yeah. Had to, yeah. or you get kicked out. Right, right, yeah. Anything anything else is definitely a no-no. But yeah. before we get into more of this, as always, we want to keep the tradition going, especially with you here. I think you might get a kick out of this story here. Uh, I have a new story of the week. All right, um, <laughs> this is in Rio de Janeiro. Okay. Uh, a masked Rio de Janeiro inmate dressed as a woman tried to break out of a Brazilian jail this weekend in a surreal act of daring do. Uh, is that how you say that? Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. <laughs> Only to be thwarted on the cusp of freedom by state prison authorities. Uh, Clavino uh, da Silva, a drug dealer 
from the city of Angra dos Reis. Uh, I'm butchering everything. Wow. Yeah, Reis, Angra's. I don't know. I, I don't, anyway. A lot of foreign words. It's there. not important. That part is not important. <laughs> okay, get to the uh, good was, stuff. Was caught by prison guards at the Bangu jail complex in Rio State uh, on Saturday as he tried to exit via the front door after visiting hours. The Rio State Prison Authority uh, said his plan was to leave his daughter inside the prison in his place. <laughs> When he started talking and what a dad! Yeah. <laughs> when he started talking and pretending to speak like a woman, the guard realized that it was an attempt to jailbreak and identified him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do they speak in Rio? Is it Spanish? Portuguese. Portuguese. Is it Portuguese? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know Portuguese, so I'll do Spanish. Yeah. Hola, sir. <laughs> Please let me out. <laughs> In a video released by prison authorities, Silva is seen wearing a eerie um, plastic mask, long black wig, glasses, and women's clothes, including a bra. <laughs> oh, wait, hey, wait, hey, if hey, you're gonna do it, go all you out. You go all out, all out. Um, as prison officials make him take off his elaborate disguise, he eventually appears in the flesh, wearing a sullen expression. Um, <laughs> just, just the expression. <laughs> uh. Uh, Henriquez uh, said that officials believe the disguise had been smuggled in by a pregnant woman um, who are often used as mules to get contraband into prisons as they do not face as rigorous searches as other visitors. Pregnant mules. (laughs) Uh, Rio's prison authority said Silva's daughter and seven other people were arrested on suspicion of having tried to help him escape. Hmm. Silva, meanwhile, was moved to another jail and will face punishment, um, it added. So... Look at this picture. It is terrifying. I've seen that. You've seen that? I've okay. Seen that. Have you seen that, Brian? Yeah. Well, that's the guy? That's, that's the, the guy. guy. That's his That's his disguise. It's an amazing disguise. Yeah. That, it's terrifying. I mean, that almost worked. It is. I would have said, yes, so ma'am. Creepy. You know, come on through. That is creepy. That. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of cross-dressing. <laughs> I like where this is going. We're coming out of the closet today. Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, but there's a good story, like an experience that we had with cross-dressing while we were here. Are you drawing a blank? Yeah. What do you? What? Your wife got Sorry. hit on while so, dressed yeah. okay. as Ben so, Franklin. All right. So yes, there's a there's a part of the show where my beautiful wife will be dressed up as Ben Franklin. Um, Singing Philadelphia Freedom by Elton John. Wearing the white wig. Wearing the I mean, whole get picture, up. She's dressed as a colonial man. <laughs> but, I, and I don't know if colonial men at the time were vertically challenged. Because your <laughs> wife is literally 4 foot 11. So she's not a very big colonial man. She's more a, like a colonial man's child who's dressing up like dad. But anyway, continue. So we have a another number that is like a salute to the armed forces, and they brought in it's, actual. It's not like guy. it's oh, literally it, it what a, it is. It is, a, <laughs> it is a salute to the armed forces, and um, literally what it's called. <laughs> they brought in some guys, and uh, uh, it, I think it was one of the army guys was standing off to the side. And Pure class. proceeds to hit on my wife, <laughs> right. dressed up like Ben Franklin. <laughs> And I think the whole thing is hilarious, but yeah. Yeah. 
And even more hilarious, maybe he's into Brent, uh, Ben Franklin. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's just that patriotic. I think sure. He, I think he was more into little boys than. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, son. <laughs> Would your you parent, like some candy? Is your, are your parents here? <laughs> oh, boy. So bad. <laughs> it's horrible. So bad. We'll, we'll pray for him. <laughs> we'll see him tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see him tomorrow. <laughs> are you going to, like,. Uh, like, are you going to confront him? Like, hey, that's my that's, little colonial man. No, because oh. Ben Franklin went back to the hotel room with me. Oh, oh. weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bud, Ben is mine. <laughs> Hands off. That's my founding father. Yeah. Get out of here. Get, I'm get, the only one turning this butter. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was good. That was awesome. Oh, good stuff. Oh, all right. Oh, so God. anyway, uh, we're gonna take a quick break yeah. and um, get a good word from one of our sponsors. I don't know how to transition out that's, of no, that's turning exactly, butter to. That's exactly how you do it. <laughs> all right, so uh, here's a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Blake. And this is Brian. And we want to take a second to tell you about one of our fine sponsors of the podcast. That is Faith Attire. Faith Attire. That's right. Finding answers in the heart. If you go to faithattire.co right now and browse their catalog, you're going to see something that you love. I guarantee it. That's Brian, right. What's the promo code that people can use today? If you use the promo code NRP116, NRP116, you'll get 15% off any of their goods. Sweet. Check them out, guys. And we're back. Like a heart attack. <laughs> like a heart attack. That's right. <sighs> Eat healthy Eat. and exercise every day so you don't have one of those. So. We've been doing that for like the last seven yeah. days. This is most... On top of all the food that we have, we have danced a lot. Mm-hmm. And I have gotten all my steps in. How many steps are you averaging in a day? Um, I average about... 17,000 a day. While you're here or back home? Back home. Okay, what are you getting here? Um, right now, well, we haven't practiced today, but I've been up to like 20,000. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't take 20,000 steps in a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, literally. Brian, you probably should. Yeah, I probably I mean should. To talk to you about right. <laughs> I'm getting old and I need to start getting more active. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, I, I don't move a lot. And this has been a shock to my system. Like last year wasn't that bad, but I'm feeling age creep up on me. And I'm just like, holy, like after the first full day of practice, I was like, holy crap, like yeah. I am so out of shape. It's ridiculous. And then I remind myself that when we moved, the house that we moved into has a pool. And my intention was I'm going to go swim yep. every morning. And do laps and be like my, Michael Phelps with an eight pack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> are you gonna smoke like Michael Phelps too? No, <laughs> not until the kids are out of high school. So, <laughs> so, <It's> I, <laughs> so I remind myself that I've only swam laps in my pool one time this entire summer since we've had it, and I'm like, hmm. how'd you feel? I felt horrible. It's all over. Yeah. This is an all over. But workout. if I do it more, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be struggling like I am here. Like, I am, like, everything hurts. <laughs> Were you able to sweat while you're taking those laps? How do you sweat in a pool? 
how deep you sweat in the pool. Holy crap. Right. Right. Mind blown. Get all that salt out of your body. I don't know. Like, it's it's like 100 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so maybe we just don't know we're sweating. I know when I'm out of the pool, like sitting next to the pool. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. So I'm sweating. Man. I can never tell if I'm actually drying off or if I'm just sweating more because it is so hot. I tell because I... I have very fair skin. Yeah. I'm not like you Turkish people, <laughs> you and your sister, where like you naturally bronze. Like I burn. So I have to put <laughs> I have to put SPF white t shirt on <laughs> to keep myself from becoming crispy. So I can tell when I crispy. Crispy. So I can tell when He's I, very bronze, too. He is. Yeah. He's Turkish. There's a guy here named Crispy. Yeah. So <laughs> I have to crispy. do it. But I can tell when I sweat because sweat and sunscreen don't mix. No. It, it, you start... Your skin act, literally catches on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it is, right. It is the fourth wrong of hell. <laughs> Whoever the manufacturer of, of sunscreen is had a near-death experience once Gosh. and was like, hey, I actually went to the fourth rung of hell, and this is what it felt like. And I'm going to make sunscreen. I'm going to reproduce this feeling. I want all of you to feel that. He was a Christian. Yeah. He's a preacher. That right. was his, He's a preacher. He was, he part was of his sermon. Yes. You don't want to feel like this. You don't want to burn eternally. <laughs> Anyway, all that to say, I am Thank severely out of shape. Oh. Severely. Well, let's do some laps, Brian. We will later okay. in the bathtub. There's a jacuzzi downstairs. There, there's a, have you been down to the pool? No. I haven't either, but I hear the pool is awesome. Um, me and Allie got on a elevator, one of the elevators yesterday with an elderly woman who was ready for that jacuzzi. Was she wearing a bikini? Uh, very close to it. Nice. Um, there was a cover-up, but it wasn't covering very much up. See, and that's how I want to be when I'm elderly. I want I just, you know, I'm living out. my best life. Right. Speedo. Yeah. Everything. Yep. Zinc on my nose and a Speedo. <laughs> Zinc on my nose. <laughs> and a Speedo. I want to live my best life. That's that's what you're doing right now. I'm trying. Yeah. All right, so. <laughs> you're close to it. <laughs> You'll be there in no time. In no time. Oh, God. It's right around the corner. Yep. Right around the corner. Get ready. Yeah. So, all right. So, we kind of hit on a little bit of what we wanted to talk about. So, I want to ask our guest, Eric, here, just some questions. Like, I don't know if you have any questions that are in your mind. And just let you just talk, Eric. And uh, we might ask a question here and there of, you know, what go one direction or the other sure. but I, I really want to dive into the difference between our culture of Christianity and your culture of Christianity yeah. like Blake and I were saying in the south from a small age you go to church mm-hmm. that's the evangelical southern mindset of yeah. you, you go to church as a child, as a teen, even into your 20s, um, and it, it becomes such a, a, a habit when you're married and you have your career and you have your kids, you repeat. Yeah. Wash, rinse, repeat. And you go to church and you have your kids and your kids go to church. But I think what gets lost is the why. Why are we doing this? 
Um, and I think for I, I, I haven't looked up the statistics because I don't know if there's anything that's been done on it, but I would say 75% at least of Southern Christians are in that we just do it because we've always done it. Mm-hmm. It's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I know that culture is different on, on the West Coast because you guys don't grow up like that. We don't. At all. At all. Right. Um, it, it's more of a choice. It's more of a choice. Uh, you kind of find out for yourself. Um, I mean, for for my own particular, uh, I guess, testimony, my parents grew up Catholic. So they didn't really go to church every Sunday because they weren't that kind of Catholic. Right. It Christian, was like, <laughs> Christmas and Easter. Catholic. Yeah, Christmas and Easter. We put $2 in the bucket and call it a year. Right. Um, but eventually, you know, I was... <laughs> For myself, I was really searching for that relationship. That was that was the question that I, that that was posed to me about fifteen years ago. Um, and then when I found Christ, it was like I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Yeah. So it was very loud, very rambunctious group of people. Since then, we moved, you know, from that Pentecostal church into a more of a non-denominational yeah. church. Um, and my pastor is actually from a Kojic background, which is a uh, predominantly black um, church background. I've never. What's it called? Kojic. Kojic. Yeah, well, I've never heard of it's that. It's one they do. Oh, that's like uh, yeah. very yeah, 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 yeah. The very okay. traditional um, gospel, you know, gospel, gospel. When church. you think uh, African American gospel church, yeah, that, that's great. That, yeah, okay, that's I got great. You. So, but we are nowhere near that. Just because we feel like that, even that in itself, when you think of a contemporary gospel church, that's not necessarily the spirit moving, you know, at all. So that's more of a tradition because mom and dad have done it, which is the same conversations that we've had, you know. um, That's Which is is crazy. So our pastor kind of is like, well, you know, let's get rid of this tradition and really figure out what this relationship is. So the same search that you guys are doing, mm-hmm. we are also doing um, in California. Wow. Um, that right there just yeah. – because here's the deal. Like there's something happening yeah. in this world. Yeah, I agree. Across the board, I would say, be, because how crazy is it separated by thousands of miles – thousands of miles and four or five generations of people on both sides doing completely different things and the spirit of god is saying you guys have it all wrong yeah (laughs) it's time to do something different i mean there is not a that's not a coincidence no you know what i'm saying yeah like yeah, we got drugged to church, and yeah, you know, that's the Southern thing, and blah, 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 and then completely opposite on West Coast, and yet God is saying, you guys need to figure out more of this, because you're, you're missing it, everyone. You're, you're not getting, this isn't my plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this isn't my, so Blake and I have come to the conclusion that we like the term post-Christian. It doesn't mean that we're we don't believe in Christ. It means that we're post 
the term Christian. Yeah. Because we think that that term Christian has been tainted. Yeah. Uh, you know, with... I don't... I, I, and again, I want you to speak on this. Yeah. Where we're from, if you're not a Christian and you hear the word Christian, you automatically get turned off. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, no thanks. Don't yeah. want any part of that. You people are hypocrites. You people are this, you're this, you're this. Yeah. You don't practice what you preach. Is it the same over there? It is the same in California as, you know, the the just the humanity likes to put people in boxes yeah. and likes to check those boxes dependent yeah. on whatever box that you're in. So the term Christianity has a certain expectation mm-hmm. to that term. So um, it could be misconstrued as one thing when it really is something completely different. Right. Um, we, I, you like to say post-Christianity. In, in the West Coast, we think of it more of as a movement. Um, is yeah. like kind of what I'm, I'm looking at it in a different yeah. perspective the right. same way you would have the charismatic movement right. in mm-hmm. like Redding California right. with like Bethel Church and all that yeah. and like Jesus culture now coming into Sacramento we're looking at it as a uh, like a, a movement in itself and we're I termed <laughs> <laughs> as as the Holy Spirit movement like okay. we're really trying to find uh, where the Holy Spirit is and really follow it yeah a lot of these churches now um, we've been we've been helping a couple of startups in in California to you know to prepare for our launch. So we've been in in return helping other people with their launch. And what we're noticing in California in some of these new stadia and art churches is they're not making any room for Jesus on a Sunday morning, and that's scary. Yeah, you know, um, primarily because those Sunday mornings are made for your friend Joe Blow. That's you know watching the NFL game on Sundays right. and is complaining. So we really have to pull them into church because we need members, yeah. you know, and that's not the type of like, we shouldn't be, how do I put that? Like member driven. Yeah. Because member driven means money driven. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, let's, let's yeah. be honest, be honest. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe not to be rich, you know, yeah. it, it might not be the intention of the organization or the pastor or whatever to be some rich person, but the more money you have, the more you're able to do. So in essence, money is the driving force of it all. You can buy some private jets. (laughs) And money's not that's everyone's goal though. You know what I'm saying? I think people just want to, want to be able to operate. They get a taste of it, and then it just kind of right. spirals. And then once you get to a certain level, you're like, wait a minute, I can buy $700 yeah. sneakers yeah. weekly. You know? Like, that's where it gets out of control. And I think I, th- I think the the best example of kind of like the mega church growing from a small church to a mega church down to what I consider the Holy Spirit movement at this point in time, yeah. a great example of that in San Francisco was Francis Chan's church. Right. I don't know if you've, you oh, yeah, guys read Francis, yeah. So what Francis Chan has done, he's done this huge mega church mm-hmm. and then realized that this may not be the way that we're supposed to be saving souls. Right. right. You know. Um, so he left, right? He, so he left the church. So what he does now is now he builds people and edifies people. And starts, and then what he does is, let's say, if if I was Francis Chan, I would pour into you, and you would pour into your own small group. 
Right. And I would pour into. So I'm pretty much meeting with a group of leaders. Those leaders disperse, have their own small groups, their own churches, and their own households. Yeah. And then they go from there. Yeah, house churches are becoming a big thing along our coastline. Yeah. So Charleston, Myrtle Beach, yeah. Savannah, along our coastline. I feel like our coastline is mimicking what's happening over there. Yeah. Um, because they're a little bit more progressive than w- once you start Atlanta. moving further into the land. Um, I think that that house church movement, like what you're talking about, is ramping up. Just along our coastline, but I don't think it's it, it hadn't hit us. You have places like Seacoast, yeah. places like Memorium, a couple good, solid places out there who are taking in that house church mentality where it, it's that you, you don't want people to come to church to preach at them. Yeah, You want people to come into church. You want to give them a direction, and then you want them to take that direction to their small groups, life groups, house church, whatever, and and build on that and grow together. That's what the first century Christians did. Yes. You know, it, they, they weren't looking to see who can fill the biggest amphitheater. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of traveling. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of traveling. It was a lot of, I'm going, not, not only am I going to travel or... Not only am I going to try to spread this, but I'm going to build the people where I'm at, wherever I'm at, Mm -hmm. so that they can build their people, so that they can build their people, so they can build their people. So it's a domino effect. And that has turned into, well, I'm going to stop traveling, I'm going to become stationary, and I'm going to build the biggest thing and fill it with the most people. And then once we've done that, we're going to plant another one one just like us somewhere close to us, but not that close. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to fill it with a bunch of people. And I think we've got it backwards. I think instead of trying to fill these places, we need to fill the community. Yes. Yeah. It needs to be pushed out instead of pushed in. Agreed. Yeah. I a couple episodes ago, Francis Chan, I'm still trying to figure out um, where I land on anything being LGB, you know, that, that whole community. I know I want to love them. I know when I, want, I want to include them. I want to accept them as people, as humans, as, you know, I want to say that if they want to pursue a relationship of God, I want to support that. I want to be there with them. Um but Francis Chan took a, a more firm stance, and I respect his stance. Yeah. Um, you know, he said, it's not my place to decipher what this book means to you. Yes. It's my place to be here for you and to sh- help you grow. Yeah, and share yeah. the good news. Yeah. Right. Much. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of taken his stance and said, wow, that's... That's how I want to feel about these things. And and I've had so much of just years of being taught incorrectly that it's hard to get that out of my head. Yeah. It's hard to get it, and it's I'll call it what it is, it's bigotry. Yeah. I've had years of bigotry just busted me over the head that sometimes I, it, it's hard to 
shed all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The my flesh wants to hold on to be, being a bigot. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. This is me being a hundred percent transparent. Yeah. Um, but I know, I, I know it's wrong because my soul hurts. Yeah. yeah. You you have an uneasy feeling about yeah. it. Oh yeah. Yeah. If I have a, if I I think and I've thought of man like I've seen. A situation or a couple where I'm like, man, that's just not right. Yeah. And then my my whole body aches yeah. after I think that. Yeah. Just that one simple thought, like, gosh. Yeah. That I need to love. Yeah. Like, yeah. why am I even? Well, that's what that's what bothers me so much when people put you like in a box and ask you direct questions. Right. <clears throat> so uh, lead, what's your what's your that opinion? lead yeah. into there on the West Coast? Yeah. Like, yeah. Be, because it is that a it lot is. of it is like yeah. when you literally like meet someone they're like well what's your stance on <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey where do you work how many kids you have yeah. where do you stand yeah exactly Wrong like, are you pro-choice right. like where right. are you and yeah. and it it becomes a very fine line as you know i don't want you to hate me but also you know i do have an opinion but it's not i i shouldn't be sharing that opinion Right, because that's my opinion. Like personal, that's, personal. that's yeah. what I believe because that's what I've read. Right, you know. But you should just, and also the the uh, the sayings I hate. Well, well, that's my truth, you know. Yeah. Because in as we can all agree on this table is like there's only one truth. Right, you know, and that truth is in the Bible, and, and none of us have it. By <laughs> the way, no, no, yeah. <laughs> none of us have yeah. figured that out. Not. That a human soul has right. figured that truth out. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, we can only try to get as close to it exactly. as yeah. as humanly possible. But we're never we're never gonna know the complete yeah. everything yeah. that was intended for us. Yeah. Not not on not not now. There's no way. Our, Absolutely no. The Bible way. tells us our minds would explode. Yeah. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, we <laughs> cannot handle the the allness of the truth of what the <laughs> you can't handle, you can't the, handle truth. the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with I don't know, like where where we we are at, and I think Christianity has got this comment that this people have this concept of Christians as and there's the wording in Christians, but we're all lumped into it. Yeah. That because you are a Christian. You are, you have your beliefs, but you also want me to have your beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for non-Christians, they think that the Christian community wants... Don't shove your religion down my throat. Right, right. And that's where, well, you brought it up. We've brought it up numerous times, the pro-choice, pro-life thing. Yeah. You know, how hard is it to be a Christian and, and say, well, this is what I believe. You know, but automatically the non-believing world thinks that you're automatically, well, you believe that. Now you want me to believe that. You want to change my mind. You want to impart your, and it's because of Christians who have done that, who have been overly like, you must do this. You know, we, our government needs to do this Mm -hmm. because this is what we believe. Yeah. You know, this is like a lot of this, this season is like a season of Christians being attacked also. So, you know, it's, it's been, you know, our, our, 
our beliefs are being questioned or you know stances on certain things are being questioned so well because the the curtain's been pulled back yeah. and and people are being exposed for yeah. like wait a minute like yeah you know i would kenneth copeland has been around for a long time in the 90s early 2000s very few people knew what Kenneth Copeland truly was mm. because they did not have information at their fingertips. Right. They did not have the ability to know this man's finances, what he's spending his money on, mm-hmm. how he is outside of the camera. Now all of that is available to us in seconds mm-hmm. where he was able to fool or put on an act for so many years, those veils, those curtains are being ripped and exposed. And the more prominent the person and the more coverage it gets, the more our nation, our world, our country is pumping the brakes and saying, whoa, if this is what you guys are about, I want no part of it because you guys are supposed to be the kind ones. You're supposed to be loving. You're supposed to take care of the poor and you're supposed to, and yet, what's this crap all about? (laughs) You know? He's not getting rich. And here's the thing that's scary. These guys aren't getting rich, like investing in things. People are sending them money. So what does that tell me? That tells me that there is a lot of people that think the same way that these people think. And that's scary. That's scary to a person who's like, well, wait a minute. How'd this guy get rich? He got rich because people are sending him money. Why are they sending him money? Because they support him. Well, I don't want to be a part of the group that's supporting him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's slimy. Yeah. And so it, it's that things are getting exposed. Things are getting hugely exposed. You brought up Bethel. I did. How are you on Bethel? Have you? <laughs> that's I that's mean, another. We, we've got enough time for that. <laughs> Plenty. Well, I mean, we've watched a documentary. Did you? Well, that are you talking about the charismatic movement or the new movement? I'm talking about Bethel. Whatever. There's some things going down at Bethel that are weird. Yeah. Very. Weird. The tarot card thing is that. Wakey that wakey. Have you heard of wakey wakey? I heard of wakey wakey. Oh man, have you heard of uh, spirit soaking? Or sucking? Yeah. No. Spirit, yeah, you, spirit soaking. Yeah. So they go, so say, Eric, you're a great man of God and you've done your things. And yes. Great, I mean, you've done great evangelical, spreading the gospel of everything, and you die. They believe that you can go to the grave, your gravesite, and lay on the ground and soak your spiritual knowledge and your anointing up oh, yeah. and be able to use it. Yeah. And this isn't Blake and Brian reading like tabloids. This is from, they've said this. So on the cultish podcast, they had <laughs> a girl who attended the, uh, what was it called? The school of something that Bethel offers. Spiritual. Something. Something. And um, she was in it for a little bit. She left. She went on this podcast. She was like, this happens. And the spirit soaking, the uh, holy, what was it called? Holy laughter. Holy laughter. That was, 
There's just some strange. Odd, there's yeah, some, there's odd, some things odd things going on. Yeah. So I wanted to ask because you're over there. <laughs> they're, they're they're about 300 miles away from us. Yeah. So. I mean, they're, they're about 3,000 from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty close. I mean, what kind of yeah. impact is Bethel actually having on uh, on everything over there? Well, you, got, you have to understand where, where Redding is in California. I mean, I think a lot of um, a, a lot of misconceptions about California is it's like one place. Right. You know? like right. It's w- nothing but Beverly Hills and beaches. <laughs> That's yes. it. Yeah. And it's like, and everybody lives in the same town. Right. You have to understand that California is a large, large state. One of the biggest. Yeah. Um, so within this California state, you have essentially different types of communities. Um, you have Northern California and Southern California are like the, the two biggest divisions between mm-hmm. the two, while Redding is more north up towards, you know, going towards like Oregon side. Okay. So from, I want to say it takes us about three hours to get to Reading. Now we have been there recently. Mm-hmm. I want to say like last. I want to say last year. Um, and we did go to a Bethel uh, church uh-huh. that was out there. Now the church we went to was a university campus, so it wasn't the prominent, sure. you know, Bethel church. So it wasn't too bad. Um, we actually liked some of the things that they were doing. Yeah, you know, because we were kind of using it as like well. It's, check out a couple of churches, see what they like, see what right. I don't, right. you know, to yeah. kind of, you know, build in our church. But they do, they're, they're in a place, Reading is a very small town. It's a small town, yeah. to, to be honest. Um, but because Bethel is a mega church, you have people driving in an hour, hour and a half away in order to go to this church. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have, I want to say, four different campuses within that area. So... Just depends on where you're at. Now, Redding was hit with the California fires yeah. that was around. The most concerning thing when we went, because I can only speak for experience. Sure. You know, I I don't I don't know anything. Just what I've read about the tarot cards and the and about stuff. the soaking stuff. Yeah. You know, but what I can say is that Bethel opens their church with a mantra, a very long mantra, a very cultish mantra to be honest really really yes and it's it's it was very concerning um from our standpoint do you remember what it no not not really it was it was not really yeah it was more of a enough to raise a flag enough to raise a flag yeah but you know but that's what bethel kind of does is is there's enough to raise a flag if you've ever been to a bethel concert right where they do like a worship conference and they do a teaching and they do you know um they do lessons on uh evangelical prophesying yeah that's the big thing is prophecy and healing yes and, and when me and my wife took that class we realized that you know, speaking something out isn't prophecy. Right. <laughs> you know, honestly, um, yeah. a prophecy is a gift yeah. that you receive from God. Right. You know, and and they lead you in the beginning. Like we never say God told me X Y Z. Oh wow! It says I feel. 
God is saying or I feel X, Y, Z. And what's happening is then you're proclaiming something in someone's life that may not be from good place. That yeah. may come from yeah. a fleshly standpoint and not a God, and not a godly standpoint. Well, not only that. Let's look at. I mean, let's be honest, real quick. There are a lot of people, yeah, who are not right. <laughs> yes, you uh, are correct. Let's be, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. There are some kooky people. Yeah. Agreed. You know. <laughs> the frustration is yeah. and, yeah, real. See it. and you see the majority of these kooky people flock to things like this yes. and now what you have done is you have empowered these weird kooky people to now speak prophetic word <laughs> back into their communities yep so you're arming crazy people mm-hmm. with incorrect theological stances yeah. and sending them out to preach the gospel yeah. and prophesy over their community yeah. and their home. and, and... What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there has to be someone there has to be someone who raises their hand in one of these meetings and says, I don't know if this is a great idea. You know, hopefully they're, I don't know. It just, to me, and and I want to be fair because I don't, I've never been through it. I don't know. I've never been to Reading. I don't know yeah. what the classes are. I, I don't know. I'm not in on the meetings. And so I, I'm only getting, you know, I don't get everything. I'm not getting the purpose behind it or anything like that. But still, on the outside, looking in, that's... It's concerning. That's very concerning. Yeah. Yeah. And nevertheless, us Christians are judged by that. Right. So we have to carry that title of, yes, I'm a Christian, and here we are, our brothers and sisters that we love, are arming people with weapons... Of mass destruction, right? Yeah, that Honestly. you know on souls, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, think about the person that. I mean, this is going to affect. That affects so many people, man. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you just think about it, yeah. that's going to affect so many people. And I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how you know how this came to be. It's the same thing in, in a lot of... I, I'm sure if we broke down that, that situation right there, I don't think it's specific to Bethel. I do not. I, I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think if you break that down... Pretty much any mega church, yeah, right, would be guilty of that. Right. Yeah. And then what you have is you have people going to these mega churches who are planting their own church, like you, yeah. who might not have the foresight discernment discernment to say uh, I don't know that doesn't sound right yeah instead latch on to it and now what you're having is all these little splinter cell small places trying to emulate what's being taught incorrectly at this big place and not only is it affecting big cities it's working its way out yeah. into the suburbs it's yeah. working its way out into the rural communities all because someone thinks it's a great idea yeah it, that's 
And we've tried to separate the church from Bethel music. Like, because the music is so great. Like, it, it's, I know that there's a... How can it not be spirit-led? Sure. Filled? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, some of the stuff that's coming out of there is like, oh my Lord, this is this is impacting. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're worse. I, I believe that too. Their church yeah. is it's different. Separate. separate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can really tell those worship leaders like really jump into worship and, right. yeah. and lead their lives in a certain way. Definitely. So, yeah. So good. So, yeah. I okay. agree with that. I, I'm, I'm glad because that's the conclusion we've come to and we're so far removed from it. Yeah. You know, I've never been to anything Bethel. Bethel hasn't come out towards us very, very often. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of Hillsong, Planet Shaker, stuff like that. Jesus Culture. Jesus Culture has been around. But I think Jesus Culture has even separated yeah, more yeah. from Bethel than Bethel music. I didn't yeah. even know that Jesus Culture was associated with right. Bethel. Yeah. Right, right. Until Chris Quesadilla started showing up playing, <laughs> playing drums for, for everyone. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, oh, okay, same, 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 same place. Gotcha. Right, I, and I remember saying, like, hey, there's Chris Quesadilla. He's playing drums for Bethel, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, yeah, Jesus Culture's from Bethel. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's because we follow worship teams. <laughs> and, you know, we don't follow churches. We follow yeah, worship yeah, teams. Yeah, so yeah. We don't know a church they right, come from. Right, right. Really? I yeah. never, I never knew. Yeah, yeah. But there's, you know, some pages on Facebook groups that I'm a part of, worship drummers and gear talk and all that stuff. And some of those guys have a really hard time playing playing Bethel songs because of all this stuff. Yeah. So mm. I, I know people who like travel with Bethel. No, just, no, 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 just, just playing like their music churches, at church. Okay. Like yeah. their home oh, church or whatever. They'll go to that extreme. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable bringing this into her church type type deal. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, Raise a Hallelujah, that's that's Bethel, right? Isn't that a Bethel I think it is. original or something? It's a great song. Yeah, it's great song. and it's hot yeah. right now. That's It's, it's the hot. new Reckless Love. Like I, think it, we're playing, <laughs> I think we're playing it next We week. are, yeah, yeah. When we get back, we're playing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, there's a lot of people that are going through this hard time play even um uh, the guy that did uh reckless love Corey asbury Corey. yeah he's from bethel right and he yeah part of that yeah. right so you know they're having a hard time bringing these great songs into their church all because of it's like hey, try to separate that because yeah I yeah it's i think different. i think there's a big separation there yeah i definitely think there's a big separation i would yeah. hate to be i i don't know I gotta be honest. I don't play Reckless Love for my church. No, no. it's the six eight throwing you off. It's not the six eight. <laughs> no, the great six eight debate. Oh boy! It's not the six eight, but it's more of the you know we we during during our worship services we try to keep the reverence of God there. Yeah. You know, and not metaphorical uh, oh, love type like of thing. I like cool. You know, because yeah. a lot of worship music nowadays is is more metaphorical. Right. When you know, and 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 I'm guilty of it. I use Bethel songs also because I believe their songs are great. I mean, right. um, Jesus, we love you was just one of those songs that are just. How can that not be a spirit led <laughs> song? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. someone it's in the title, right. <laughs> point blank period. Yeah, right. you don't need yeah. much than that. You right. know, and we we literally, you know, our church kind of that's kind of our spirit right now is just 
that soaking music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not necessarily soaking on the grave and absorbing <laughs> anointings, but, you know, just just soaking in the Holy Spirit and just being in reverence to Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know? So, Beth, you know, and, and I think that's what these tools are created for things like that. Yeah. You know, um, where someone's spirit is, how they lead their church, or, you know, if they're teaching incorrect, you know, blasphemies. Right. That's, that's, something separate right yeah 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 the uh blake and i have had the great six eight debate many <laughs> times not with each other like yeah. we take opposing sides we just think it's because here's what happens and this is completely off subject but what happens with that song is the worship leader or whoever whoever's learning it will sit down with their guitar and the play the track and then they'll get the chords out and they'll start playing it and their six eight will slowly morph into four four. Yeah. You know, they may start it in six eight. In six eight. But by the chorus it has become a four four song. Yeah. And yeah. and what they'll do is they'll get in that habit of four four. Gosh. And then they'll go to play with a band or a worship team. Yeah. And playing the click track or whatever it's definitely in six eight yeah and it's just all funky it's because they're trying to do yeah. it in four four it's so it. frustrating yeah. right <laughs> yeah anyway that's a side note yeah. i just i've noticed that i we've we've played with a guy who's crazy talented and i think the first time he did uh, reckless love with us he was he had practiced it at four. You said that. I think four, you man. could tell. Yeah. You, yeah. It was it was there. Bless his heart. Yeah, but you know, by the second or third time we did it, he oh, he good. got onto the. Yeah, game. he's so, got it. Yeah. He's got it now. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's <laughs> he's so sweet. <laughs> he is a nice guy. Yeah, he is. I'm not dude. gonna say his name. <laughs> I doubt he listens to us. But I'm not so, say his name. I seriously doubt he's ever listened to this. Crap. No, he, that's how sweet of a guy he yeah, is. Like he's he coming never. back. Yeah. <laughs> he's starting at episode one. <laughs> no, stop. Save yourself. Save yourself. No. Um, well, you want to take another break? Yeah, let's take a break and and get a word from the sponsors. Our funny ad commercials. <laughs> Oh, hey, Brian, what's up? Um, I just saw you over there squatting 800 pounds, and I noticed your shirt that you're wearing. That's right. I wouldn't be able to squat like I do if I didn't have the faith of Jesus on my chest. That's, this is my right. active faith sports shirt. That's amazing. Hey, Brian, where can I get one of those shirts? If you head on over to Active faithsports.com use the promo code nrp116 you could get 15 percent off no way way <laughs> okay i'm gonna go do that right now you better and get swole like me that's right and we're back and we're back um so are you aware of uh what's going on with marty sampson from hillsong no. This happened last night. It very, very fresh. Yes. Last night. Breaking last news. Night. Breaking. breaking. <laughs> this is breaking. Yes. So, Marty Sampson from Hillsong. And he's like Hillsong worship. Not young and free. I think he... Or not, okay. definitely not young and free, but united. I think he might Okay, have yeah, because Hillsong changed into United. Yeah. That's their... What they will release album-wise. Yeah. 
is united. Yeah. There is Hillsong Worship, mm-hmm. which is their... So, United isn't playing church services on Sunday. No. They have traveling. completely become yeah. a band. A touring a band. A touring band. Normal band. Hillsong yeah. Worship is a part of the church. Yes. They play worship at different campuses in Hillsong. And so, Marty Sampson is... Is, he is one the of worship, the worship leaders. Worship right. leaders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's featured on a lot of their big mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. Um, so he posted on Instagram yesterday, last night, um, a picture of like Samson um, destroying, like knocking down the pillars and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Okay. Uh, it's kind of <clears throat> a long post, so bear with me. Um, time for some real talk. I'm genuinely losing my faith, and it doesn't bother me. Like, what bothers me now is nothing. I am so happy now, so at peace with the world. It's crazy. This is a soapbox moment, so here I go. How many preachers fall? Many. No one talks about it. How many miracles happen? Not many. No one talks about it. Um, Why is the Bible full of contradictions? No one talks about it. How can God be love, yet send four billion people to a place all because they don't believe? No one talks about it. Christians can be the most judgmental people on the planet. They can also be some of the most beautiful and loving people, but it's not for me. I am not in it anymore. I want genuine truth, not the just, I, I just believe it kind of truth. Science keeps piercing the truth of every religion. Lots of things help people change their lives, not just one version of God. Um, I've got so much more to say, but for me, I'm keeping it real. Unfollow if you want. I've never um, been about having about living my life for others. All I know is is what's true to me right now, and Christianity just doesn't... Um, just seems to me like another religion at this point. I could go on, but I won't. Love and forgive, absolutely. Be kind, absolutely. Be generous and do good to others, absolutely. Some things are good no matter what you believe. Let the rain fall, the sun will come up tomorrow. So Interesting. I would be real yeah. interested to know, i like to talk to him, or or at least know a little bit more. Like, Yeah, Marty, come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, talk, yeah. we'll talk if to you. If you don't mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like we're not what? religious, right? Are are you are you done with God? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yes. there's certain things in there where I'm like, okay, he's not done with God. Yeah. And then there's a couple of things where I'm like, okay, he's done with God. You know yeah. what? Yeah. Where are you on the? Or are you just trying to figure things out right, right. now? Like you've just kind of said, what I'm doing's not working. I need a backup deconstruct everything I believe in and see where it leads me. Like, is he still going to pursue something? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is he still, is he going to get in the Bible and say what actually speaks to me? Mm-hmm. Or is he just like, nah, screw it. I'm done with all of it. I think he's got, I think he poses a lot of questions. I think he's, he's in the same position. Yeah. You know, that. when you get close enough to God where you're just like, well, there's, there's some, I have some questions that right, need right. to be, you know, that need to be aired out, and I need I need to figure out what this Bible really says, and not you know? just because I said so, exactly, yeah. or just because it was fed to me, right? right? Exactly, because we're spoon fed from day one. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting that he also says uh, he finds it difficult living. He doesn't live his life for others. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the basis of being a worship leader, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you're, yeah, you're living your life for, for other people. Other. Yeah, right. like you know, you're you're if you're on that stage, you have a certain level of duty and responsibility, and responsibility to mm-hmm. act a certain way and live your life a certain way, and you know, l- really live that life of worship. 
it's not just something you do, it's something you live. Sure. You know. So. I, I'm, you know what, I'm more impressed with that than someone who will just keep doing it. Yeah. You yeah. know, oh, he, yeah. he's saying, he's being responsible enough to say, hey, I, I'm in this position, I need to back out. Yeah. Because I don't know what the crap I'm doing. Yeah. Or what I'm believing. It's very respectful. There, There's a lot of people who... The majority of people probably would just keep plugging along yeah. and say, you know, this isn't me. This is what man. We how many bands have we talked about where for so long they're like, we don't believe what we're doing, but we're still doing it because yeah. it's all we have to do. Yeah, or it's all we've done. Mm-hmm. This guy's saying, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah. I don't want to do this because it's not me. Yeah, it, you know, I don't feel comfortable. You know, doing it anymore. I think it's just still a part of that movement that's this uprising in Christianity of the people asking the questions. Um, and there's no answer. They don't have the answer. Right. And that is so scary. Yeah. yeah. What have I been doing for the last yeah. mm-hmm. 10 or 12 years of my life? You know, yeah. however long he's been doing that. Yeah. He's like, what have I been doing? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why have I been doing this? And it's so scary. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Think about losing control of the one thing in life you thought you knew. Yeah. The one truth, there's that word again, yeah. that you thought you had. Yeah. And coming to the realization that you don't have it. Yeah. yeah. You don't you have no idea what you're doing. That's gotta be terrifying. It is terrifying. Yeah. Is it? I mean, I haven't gotten to that point. I, I, you know, I wasn't on Marty's level. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know, when when I think of something like that, I mean, m- my opinion all, always just goes back to the Bible and says, "Walk by faith and not by sight." Yeah, you know, so it's always, I, I may not know what I'm doing, but God's put me in this position to do what I do. I can have those questions and pursue those questions and find answers to those questions or find, you know, peace with that, or you know, completely turn away. I don't think he's turning away. I think he's posing a lot of yeah. questions that he needs to figure out he, himself. He wants answers yeah. to, to some things. But yeah. like people are freaking out. And they're, you know, yeah, it's, people the, same, are losing it's, their it's the same the thing like Joshua Harris. Like right. they're, oh no, he's not a Christian anymore. What am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do? What because am I, my favorite worship leader, right. yeah. what, my favorite worship leader is no longer, like, eh, yeah. just chill for a second. There's, <laughs> I was reading some comments. <laughs> just chill. Just chill for a second. Yeah. So I was reading on the Instagram comments, and there was one guy who, not all in one comment, but several different comments, was writing song titles, I guess, is ones that he has either written or been featured on or sang or something. And just these different song titles in all caps, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Go out and just do another, and he's naming all these songs off. And it's like, listen, if those songs work for you, awesome. This man is simply having, uh, he's going through something right now, and um, he's just keeping everyone aware of it because maybe that's what they need. Maybe it's it's time that people start doing things like this more to make you ask your own questions. I would take a Marty Sampson over a Kenneth Copeland any day of the week. Yeah, 
because that's he's more being, genuine. He's yeah. being vulnerable to say, why throw in his face something that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How low is that? Yeah. Hey, here are song titles that you were a part of. Right. I'm going to throw that in your face. Yeah. That's not going to make him change his mind in an what? instant. You know, you... oh, yeah, I sang that song, but I really don't know what I was singing about. And I think people have this mentality. Like, when a politician goes bad, like, everything they've ever touched is now tainted. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every policy. It, when a cop, like, you find out a cop is a murderer or a crackhead yeah. or something like that or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, every case they've ever been a part of now becomes subject to question. Yeah. I don't think we can apply that same reasoning Definitely to a worship leader. No. Uh-huh. I don't think you can say everything he's been a part of is now crap. No. Mm-hmm. Where he stood leading worship was false, and we can't. Uh, if someone got saved at a Hillsong thing, he was the worship leader. I don't think it's reasonable for us to say that that person should now call his faith into question. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's how people are, will treat it and are treating it. Like, yeah. you're a fraud. You're, you know, yeah. you're living a lie. No, he's not. He's saying, I don't know. And I'm scared, and yeah. I want to figure it out. Yeah. You know, I know that I want to love, and I want to be good. Yeah. But I have questions, man, and I'm tired of trying to just act like I know the answers. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's where, in in his post, from what you're reading, he mm-hmm. says that there's a lot of relief. Yeah, right. like a burden has yeah. been lifted. That's what I felt like when yeah. he. Yeah. When, oh yeah. Like he feels. And I think. Some people may misconstrue that as something different. Like, yeah, is relieved not to be. No, that's not the that's case. Not, it's it's a relief of I I can actually voice. I'm being true yes. to myself. Right. For the first time in a while, he's probably relieved to actually be able to be himself yeah. and be and, able to ask these questions right. and not be, you know, looked at like ostracized yeah. or you know, exactly. judged or anything like that. Yeah. I. It's it's a phenomenon that's happening right now, and I think it, it to circle bring this thing full circle. What we were talking about in the beginning is there's something happening. I think it's across the board in every pocket of Christianity, every little aspect of what the gospel has touched. It, 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 you call it a movement, we call it post-Christian. I think. Above all else, it's an awakening. Yeah. I think it's a, yeah. an awakening of losing tradition and trying to gain that relationship, trying to gain that the knowledge yeah. that God has for us. He, and the source is all the same. It's all the. It's we're never all changed. Looking, we're right. all looking yeah. at the same right. source because we all need answers to these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just questioning whether or not that tradition was actually truly in the bible or was it right you know miscommunicated right and something blake and i have talked about before i mean a lot of these traditions or a lot of these things come from man and i think once we stop looking to man you know for answers and that's that's that term or that saying too has been so watered down looking for man to man for answers people be like i don't look to man for answers yet you'll go to your pastor and use him as an example of how to live your life yeah you're putting way too much stock into that human being yeah yeah 
Definitely. It's going lateral instead of, you know, vertical. Yeah. And I, I, there's, there's something going on where people are just tired of it. Yeah. They're just, they're just tired. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing. I do too, because it, it just makes you more genuine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric, this has probably been one of the best episodes we've ever had. Definitely. Nice. Definitely. You are... Very awesome appreciated. Guest. Yeah, we're gonna figure out. We haven't done this yet. We we're gonna figure out how to do because a lot of the podcasts that we listen to, they have get. I mean, they do the podcast like they're in different spots. Skype. Skype. Yeah. How yeah. to how to get you on more often? I was literally just thinking about that. Yeah. I was like, we gotta have him back on. And we'll Skype. Yeah, we're we're gonna have we'll to figure do this out. more often. Yeah. I'll figure it out mm-hmm. with the. We'll figure it out. Audio production. That's right. Well, well, hey. you, 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 uh, audio <laughs> engineer in 2019, y'all. <laughs> well, we've enjoyed it. Um, yeah. We're going to have to do it again. Yes. Thank yeah. you for, for taking time out of your busy schedule, yeah. your time with your wife to come up with us two knuckleheads to the fifth floor of the embassy suites yeah. to do room 526 <laughs> stop. stop we're in room 526 <laughs> ISIS is listening oh crap I don't know why that would matter but it's okay. a good little setup we got though. yeah this yeah. is this, this is, is the first time nice. using this little bad boy portable, pretty neat portable podcast yeah, yeah, I think we'll the, do this the cup is a good touch the cup yeah <laughs> I got to take a picture of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but before we go, let's you know, let's let's do some music. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Eric, why don't you go first? Oh, okay. Um, let me get my notes to? out. Um, so what I'm listening to currently, I mean, don't blame me because I'm a worship pastor. So. Dude, you live the life, man. <laughs> so I really only I don't I'm not in the know how of anything new. But what I'm listening to and what's really uh, washing over me right now is ABBA uh, by Ultimate Call featuring Michelle Dene. I think that's how you say it. it Um, Amazing worship song. um, Brought it to my church and it's just, it's been amazing. Cool. Okay. Let's take a listen.
All right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good stuff. Thanks. I enjoyed listening to that Thanks. song. With I did too, gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Brian. Because we listened to it just now. We totally did. We listened we totally to all did. of it. Yes, we did. Brian, what do you have? Senses fail. Ooh. <laughs> I'm glad that you did that because I almost went with senses fail, did? and that would be embarrassing if we both did. If we would have. If we would have both done It's a double vote, so, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mine's going to be Senses Fail. Can't be saved from their still searching okay. album. Okay. So still searching. Still searching. Kind of like Marty Simpson. Samson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here it is. Yeah, we listened to it just the now. The whole thing. My new Have you done song. that one before? <laughs> Have I? I don't know. Doesn't matter. We'll play it again. Have I done that before? You might have done that one before. I have screenshots of pictures. We'll play... We'll, we'll do it again. It's a great have song. Have I done Story of the Year? No, you never Until done Story of the Year. Until the day I die? Yeah, you have. You have. Okay, so okay, the next one I had was oh, okay. Fail. Okay. In my pictures here. Okay. We'll, Maybe we're gonna we do it have again. done that before. Doesn't matter. We're Doesn't gonna matter. play it again. Boom. Yeah, we played it again. So, Blake, what are you uh, listening so, to? So, um, um, Dashboard Confessional. What? Yes, has recently. I didn't know if we would ever get Dashboard on. Oh, this. we're we're doing it now because it, they were so. I don't know. They're like, like they, the original emo band, or like, one of right, the. But, but they were played out. You know what I'm saying? Sure. They, oh yeah. They never. Once you hit the Spider-Man soundtrack, right. you kind of cap out at that point. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a great song. Though. Yeah, that, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Two soundtrack. That is a great song though. Hit but that's not the one that I picked. Okay, so, what did you pick? Um, so they they did a reimagining of three of their best albums, acoustic, broken down, or whatever, and it's good. So they redid. Um, uh, the one with hands, hands down. down. Yeah. yeah, I forgot the name of the album. It's really long, but um, so yeah, it, it's good. But I'm gonna go with the OG, hands down. Oh, the original Friday. hands down. Yeah, the original okay. one, not the acoustic. It is cool. Check it out. But going with hands down on this one. Okay, let's take a listen.
That's such a good song. It, I'm Ooh. so glad yeah. we listened Touched to that. Me. Yeah. Do you feel? <laughs> do you feel different? Yeah. Like yeah. okay. Hands down. <laughs> oh, we didn't even get to okay. that part. Of this no, song, no, but yeah, but it's there. If you get to the the best song, the best part about that song is the ending, and it's that part. Hands down. You gotta work on your falsetto. Yeah. Always remember the song. Breast support. Breast support. <laughs> breast support. Breast. breast. Oh, that's from the diaphragm, sir. I have to support my breast when I sing. <laughs> yes, you do. You always, <laughs> always should support support breasts. my breast while I'm singing. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Breast cancer month. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're we're coming it, up on that. It, yeah. yeah. We're it, it won't be long. October. Yeah. Okay. We're coming up on it. Look at that. Pink um, ribbon. All right. Yeah. yeah pink ribbon. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I think that's it. Again, Eric, thank you so much. That thank was awesome. Guys, thank you, guys. Can't you guys wait to have you back. Thank you. You're, You're amazing. amazing. You're awesome. Stop that. You're amazing. I wish we lived closer. Yeah. Because, man. This is a good middle point for us, though. We should meet in Texas all, all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> not this heat, man. I'm tired. No. Yeah, it is freaking hot. Is it not that it's nice in California? Well, you're in Northern California. We're in Northern so, California, yeah. so it's not as sticky. Yeah, y'all don't so have the you humidity. have the ocean wind coming off of the mountains back down to where you're at, Correct. I think. So, I yeah. didn't want to get all scientific with it or anything. Sorry. We're like in the valley. Yeah. Okay. Oh, valley. Yeah. It's all in the valley. In the valley. <laughs> valley girl. Yeah, well. Valley girl. Hi. <laughs> valley. I'm going to I'm gonna try Brittany. to use some California terminology. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to. Use it correctly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eric. You. You hella should. Oh, you jumped me. <laughs> you probably used it more right than. I don't know. How do I do? More better. More better. More better, better. better than I did. Better. <laughs> I was gonna say you've too. been. No, that wouldn't work. Come on. I can't do what it. What do you got? You can use hecka instead of. No, I, I'll say hella, but I don't. I think the context didn't right. I, I I haven't been able to use this term right. This is hella confusing, Brian. Is that yeah. how you use yeah. it? Mm-hmm. See, so it just replace it with really. Yeah. Oh, so I wouldn't be able to say you've been really guessed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's you've right. You've been a really guest. <laughs> you've been a really nice guest. Right, so you've been a hella cool guest. Something like that. Come on. Nice I'm, I'm with it. I know you are. I'm with it, man. Yeah, well, you Come got on. breast supports. So. Yeah. <laughs> Support my breasts, and you can do anything. 
here. You know what else you should support? You should support us on all of our social media that we're available on, which would be Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Please go find us. All you have to do is search for the Not Religious Podcast. Um, whatever you are currently listening to this on, if you are a, if you are able to leave a review and some stars, please do so. Helps us out a ton. We will read your review right here on the show, whether it's good or bad. Um, we are a part of the Coming Right Up Network, and you can catch us every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. ComingRightUp.org. While you're there, go ahead and check out the rest of the shows. Check out our sponsors. Use our promo codes. Get some swag. Please do. Yeah, I don't have any advice for Christians this week because they haven't pissed me off. That's good. So I'm that gonna... means you've been around some good Christians. Exactly. Yeah. This has been a refreshing experience <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Anyway, all right, let's get out of here. Be nice to one another. Eric, right. thank you again. Thank you. What's up, everyone in podcast land? This is Brian. And I'm Blake. And we are from the Not Religious Podcast, here to talk to you about one of our sponsors, PillarofHopeApparel.com. All right, Brian. They got some shirts. They got some hats. They got phone cases. Whatever you need. It's awesome. And if you go right now and go to your cart, fill it up, put in the promo code NRP116, you'll get 10% off your order. Jeez, 10%. 10%. That's PillarOfHopeApparel.com. Promo code NRP116. Check them out.